Good morning, all, and thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the CEO Momcast. New episodes every week on Friday morning at 9:30 Central Standard Time. Uh, don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram, or of course, you can sign up for our email newsletters. It will remind you when there's a new blog episode, new guest bio any great deals from our CEO moms, as well as the latest podcast episode. Hope you enjoy. Good morning, all, and welcome to this week's episode of the CEO Momcast. I have with me Khalifa, and she is the mother behind Happy Single Mom Podcast. And as I've discovered in my research on her this week, a book that you can purchase on Amazon, but I am going to go ahead and pass it off to her so she can introduce herself a little bit and maybe she can tell us a bit about her book as well. Hey, thank you so much, Sarah, for having me on. I'm so stoked. I'm so happy as a podcaster. It's like, I feel like I'm interviewing people constantly. So whenever I get the opportunity to be on the other side, I'm like, yes, <laughs> so I'm so happy that you've invited me on. I'm, I'm really excited for our interview. And thank you for the warm introduction. My name is Khalifa Araba. I'm based in the UK. I'm 35 years old. I'm a single mother to a wonderful boy called Josiah. He's 10 years old. And I started the podcast called the Happy Single Moms Podcast um, during the pandemic because I wanted kind of like an emotional outlet and I was a bit too afraid for YouTube because my hey guys isn't that great (laughs) (laughs) so I decided just to you know go behind the the mic and record a podcast and it's been amazing and the amount of people that I've been been able to connect with and kind of just creating a tribe without with with the pain point of being a single mom was my kind of pain point because I found that a lot of times when people would hear of single motherhood they would wonder why I was so happy, like, oh my God, why are you a happy single mom? And I kind of wanted to shove that in people's faces that you can be a single mom, no matter what kind of family structure you have, and you can be happy. So um, yeah, that's how I created the Happy Single Moms podcast. And it's been running for two years. We are growing and I've just got an amazing tribe. And yeah, I love it. That's a bit about me. Now, that's amazing because you're right. Now, I personally am not a single mother, but as soon as people hear you're a single mom, you all of a sudden get like a sense of pity almost. Yes. Yeah. It's like everyone's got their violin. (laughs) It doesn't all have to be doom and gloom. I mean, yes, obviously it's much harder. Hallelujah. I could never do. I mean, my husband doesn't do a lot around here, but I could never do it all. I know that. So yeah. I can only imagine, but I'm glad that you're taking it from the perspective of being happy because yeah. it is what it's about at the end of the day. Definitely. Being a, being a, it's not only being a, being a single mom is hard. Being a mom is hard as well. Cause I think that gone are the days whereby we would live in a farm with our grandmother's grandmother <laughs> and our uncles and aunties to help us raise a child in this day and age, women are we have to have a cape and heels on, you know, we have to go to work, come back home, cook the meal, do the school run, join the PTA, you know, have our business. And we're kind of like this robotic octopus having to do everything for Mm -hmm. everyone and not ourselves. So I kind of love this kind of self-care push that people, I think it's self-care overload. It's kind of like pop 
um, toxic self-care now but (laughs) I kind of love the push that society's putting on women that look look after yourself because the happier you are as a mother the happier your kids are and it's it breaks my heart sometimes when I do see mums and they're angry and they're they're burnt out because they're not putting themselves first and you don't want your kids to grow up with that unhappy or angry mum when they think back about their childhood so yeah I kind of like like fighting naysayers we can do it um delegate I strongly I'm an advocate for delegating things and you can have a happy I don't know parenting journey it's possible but you have to pick yourself first as selfish as that sounds no that's so true and it's like again it is a great perspective because if you have the positive mindset it's going to go a lot smoother I know at the end of the day you know you're exhausted your kids are exhausted Mm. you basically at wit's end but if you take that happy higher road approach you definitely get a better result from your kids right so I know you talked about how you started podcasting and how you got into the topic you're talking about did you always want to be a podcaster or is this something that's kind of snuck up on you well yeah I like I said I didn't want to do the YouTube because I was a bit afraid um I find that sometimes in life um our our gifts are certain people's complaints (laughs) So when I was working, so I used to work for the Ministry of Justice for, for 10 years because I've got a law degree. Um, so I always worked in the criminal justice system. So one of the things that my manager would sit me down and talk about during our supervisions was, Khalifa, you're very good at your job, but I find that you talk a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> keep on talking to a lot of the defendants. The criminals are saying, can we, can we please speak to Khalifa? So that was one thing that people always said that, like, you, you talk a heck of a lot. And why is it that when you're talking to people, they really, they tell you all their business. Like, I would leave a conversation knowing, so much about people um so as a podcaster I I feel like that is just my aim in life to be able to speak to people and kind of hear their stories and understand their mindsets so yeah that's how I kind of fell into it (laughs) okay and that's awesome I had no idea you had a background in law now I know things are so different here than in America are you still working in the legal system while you're doing this or have you completely shifted your work I have shifted thank Jesus (laughs) I have shifted because I only studied law because I um I'm originally from Nigeria so we're African so when you have um a lot of immigrant parents they they kind of shove education down you I really wanted to go down the fashion route but they were like no I have to (laughs) study law so I studied law because of my parents I was living for my parents because they wanted this daughter that was a lawyer and yes I did I worked for the Ministry of Justice for 10 years and I hated it and I eventually got the courage to to leave so I'm actually working as an employment advisor for a borough so it's I love it because I get to liaise with people all day every day and yes I'm doing yeah like I mentioned earlier I've, I've decided to pick me and not live my life for other people and that's Lo- amazing. yeah law is magnificent if you want to pursue it but it really affected me emotionally when you see like molestation cases, murder cases on a daily basis and you're coming back home. So I was bringing work back home and yeah, it was difficult to shake it off. So I'm so happy I've left that kind of <laughs> that baggage behind me. That's amazing. And it's one of those things, right? You know, you get a law degree, you, it gives you the ability to do many different things. So now you've 
gone into a different branch. And it sounds like because you like talking to people, employment counseling is right where you need to be. Awesome. Now, does your son ever get involved with the podcast? Yeah, he actually recorded the intro for my podcast with me because I kind of I um I wanted to incorporate him somehow with it because I feel like having a podcast is an evergreen product in it. So I feel like even when I go go leave this earth, um, I feel like he's uh, his his kids can listen to it. So I wanted to incorporate him with the podcast. So yeah, so he did the intro. Um, he even helped me design um, my, because I've got a journal called She Wrote It Down and Then It Happened. So we sat down and we designed the, the cover for it. And yeah, so I try and incorporate him as with as, as much as, as possible, because ultimately when I am busy, um, I feel like kids need, the kids need to see what their parents are doing. So they don't feel like, oh, mom's just on the computer and ignoring me. So when I have kind of got him involved, he knows now that if he sees me on my computer, mommy's doing something. So he, yeah, he just feels a bit, he has more understanding. So I try my best to incorporate him going, yeah, with, with the things that I do. Okay. And is your son artistic? Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's not. He's into, um, he basically, he acts. So he's just landed, um, so he acts in the theater. Okay. Yeah. So he just landed a job with Disney. Wow. He, yeah. So he's going to be, I don't know whether, have you seen The Lion King before? Yes, stage. of course. Yeah, so he's playing Simba in The Lion King in the UK. Oh, wow. That is yeah. amazing. The more yeah. I talk to you, the more we have in common. My daughter wants to get into musical theater. and She's just oh. excelling at singing and loves dressing up and everything Disney. So um, she's yeah. just about to be five. So we told her she needs to slow down a little bit. You Maybe when she gets a little know. bit older. You should, you should do it. Get her an agent and just do it. Ultimately, this is the only life we live the pandemic has showed us uh-huh. <laughs> if you can see that she's got a path that she's something that she enjoys doing yeah cultivate it cultivate water that flower she loves it but let me tell you she can't hold a tune very well <laughs> <laughs> then get her singing to you up singing teacher yes no we just had a she just did a little concert at church on the weekend and I'm like oh man oh. Girl, you can't even get the beat <laughs> Oh, no, honestly, a vocal coach will, will do her well. And yeah, just, just let her carry on believing, believing in her in her ability. Because yeah, it's just it's it's a it's a tool. She can carry on just training herself to learn how to hold that note in church. Yes, no, we are. She practices very well, she picks it up very good. So that's the next thing is getting her to yes. carry that tune. So <laughs> With, you know, being talking to different personalities and different people and not knowing their backgrounds as a podcaster, what do you feel is the most important personality trait that you need? I think you need to be very empathetic to to people's um, to people's points of view. Um, You need to have a level of understanding that people have grown up differently and people have different mindsets and not take things personally as well, because there have been times where I've interviewed people on my podcast, like, for example, a single a single father. And um, he had to fight for his 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 child and 
his whole stand was women are narcissists, you know, everyone banging on about women, that men are narcissists, but his point was women are narcissists. So I had to sit back and absorb what, what he was saying, but he's coming from his own lived experience. So ultimately I kind of remove my own personal feelings when I'm speaking to certain people and just, I like, listen, I think sometimes people just want you to hear their pain or what, what they've experienced in life and not just interject with your own opinion it's good to listen to someone's point of view even if you don't believe in it or you don't understand it or you don't like it and let them live in their truth and that that's their reality it might not be your reality and it's okay no one died we move on (laughs) that's so true and that's what I say to my husband all the time he's like but you you know I love to explore different religions and things like that and my husband's like but you're a Christian. Why do you want to know about other religions? Mm-hmm. Because I think it's important to understand people and where they came from. Yeah. They didn't just wake up one day and say, we're going to be like this. Mm-hmm. And so I love your perspective because as a single mom's podcast, you would think the absolute last thing you would be doing would be interview- like interviewing a single dad. Yeah. But I love that your show is not about bashing the fact that you guys are single yeah. moms. Some yeah. do it by choice. Some have no choice, but the fact that you've made peace with it and you can talk to single dads and get their perspective because you are right. Not every woman is always right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we, yeah, I think sometimes we do want to just push our point across to people. But you, yeah, people, sometimes it's just, you have to think, am I going to win this argument? Does it, does it, if in five years, will it matter? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and if it's not going to matter in five years, then let's keep it moving because you can't, change someone's point of view straight away you know sometimes you just have to let them speak and keep it moving with your husband just tell him that I'm still a believer but (laughs) the same way we love you know and like I don't know whether whether you've ever read that book the five love languages people have different love languages you know so if you as a Christian are saying I actually want to learn about why people believe in in Allah I want to learn what Buddha is about not saying that I don't I'm not I'm removing my own love language but I'm just looking exploring other love languages you know so yeah explain Um, that to him and see whether he buys it (laughs) I'm just a nerd I need to know about everything you ask me a question I've got to research it I've got to know what I'm doing I mean I missed my call probably should have been like a research assistant or something it's good it's just like your own religious pilgrimage you're just right yeah just need to know everything now when you started out on this I'm sure it's changed from the beginning to now but what's one thing you wish you had known when you began being a podcaster what is one thing I wish I knew? Number one, not to spend so much money on equipment. <laughs> Girl, I was like, yes, I'm going to buy this and I'm going to buy that. Waste of money. Yeah. Yep. Um, that was the first one. Number two, um, thinking that I needed to be perfect um, to, to start it. I think there's, there's beauty in imperfection. And um, I felt like I had to to be perfect answer the questions at this this particular time be so rigid and I've just learned to go with the flow um I've 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 learned to enjoy what I'm doing um so that's one thing I would say um what else just start no yeah that's one thing I would I wish I had done it earlier um and I think that sometimes our inner critic has a bigger voice than it should we need to sack that cow (laughs) (laughs) she's fired 
So, yeah, I, I wish I didn't listen to my inner critic so much at the beginning or even beforehand. It's, yeah, like, just do whatever it is you want to do. If it works, brilliant. If it doesn't, at least you tried. Like, so that is what, those are the things I would, I would say. And that is true. That is what I, I spoke with somebody who'd been in media for years before I started this. And she's like, just start. Just yeah. start and have fun with it. And when it's not fun anymore, that's when you know you need to give it up because it's exactly. not about the money. It's not about anything like that. You need to enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. And I think this was the best route for me because you can't get anything perfect in life anymore. At all. There's not, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> there's no, no such thing as perfection. I think, no. and ultimately, even when we look at like stories of, that, or of like maybe like an Elon Musk or Warren Buffett or something like that, we want to see the, the 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 lefts and the rights that people take and the ups and the downs. There's never a straight line for nobody in life. But, you know, like we think when we, when we want to pursue a podcast or pursue a business, that it should just be one linear straight line. And life is not like that. No. You know, you need to just do whatever it is you want to do and pray about it because I'm a strong believer in prayer and just put it out there. Just put it out there. That's excellent. That's so true. Put it out there. People are either going to come and I've gotten responses from people that I never expected or, you know, the people you expect a response from, you don't get it and you're kind of bummed, but at least you did it. You put it out there because once exactly. it's out there, you can't get it back, especially yeah. on the internet. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So what is your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? And it doesn't necessarily have to be about your podcast. Biggest failure. Oh, I biggest failure I would say my biggest failure is caring about what people thought of me because prior to me becoming a single mom um I got pregnant when I was um in university when I was quite young and I was doing my law degree and I had a termination and the reason why I had that termination was because I was like, oh, my God, I can't do this. I can't do this. What are people going to think? What's my church going to think? What's my family going to think? I'm a failure. And I decided to terminate that pregnancy. Lo and behold, just years later, girl, <laughs> becoming a single mom anyway. <laughs> but anyway <laughs> the irony of that's why I feel like God has a sense of humor. But anyway, um, <laughs> So the, yeah, I made that decision not because of what I wanted, but because of what the, the, the I felt like people would judge me. So I cared so much what people thought. Um, and ultimately, like if you look at a scale, I had an abortion. People found out about it and I was judged. I was known for the girl that had the abortion and I had the son. And then I was judged because people said, oh, she's a single mom. So what I found out in life is, People going to talk <laughs> no matter what you do. So my biggest failure is putting other people before myself. And it's something that I would not do ever again. And it's something that I'm teaching my son that, look, no matter what you do, people are going to talk. You have to make decisions that you are happy with. God will be happy with. Your family is happy with. And just keep it pushing. So that's for me anyway. I, yeah, it's my, my biggest failure. And that's a good one. That's amazing that you can open up about that. And you are right. Um, I, I personally am Canadian. So our country is very open, just like the UK about, mm -hmm. you know, pregnancy, termination, things like that. And now I'm living in the United States with my husband. And it's not so black and white here. 
you do actually get those protests outside of women's clinics and things like that. And women are so judged for so many things that they do. Um, and you never know what the right thing is. So I'm, I'm glad you look at it as a failure from the point of view of caring about what people look at you, look at you like, Yeah. but it is such an amazing feat that you've overcome that. And and you're right. Especially with the day that we live in today where everything is on the internet, you can be judged for everything. You just have to ignore it. You have to, you have to, you have to have, yeah, you have to have thick skin to live in this day and age because I yeah. think that people are like internet warriors now like it, everyone has a, it, we live in such an age where everyone has an opinion with with everything mm-hmm. so you have to learn how to just not you have to yeah like ha- let their opinions fall off off your shoulders because someone will have something and we're guilty I'm guilty of it as well in regards to having an opinion on, on things so the same way you have an opinion on someone's circumstances we have to extend that grace to other people that all right people are going to say what's on their mind because that's the age we live in <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so I just I've just learned how to just ignore people if you're not paying my bills I don't care because <laughs> people are going to talk. And I read something recently, actually. Let me even put this out there. Um, studies say that women say at least 20,000 words a day oh in comparison gosh. to men that say 7,000 words a day. So you <laughs> could just imagine <laughs> that we as women, we love to talk. You know, there's always going to be someone that says something out of that 20,000 words that doesn't make you happy. So if you have that in your mind, that you know what, out of their 20,000 words, they decided to go towards the darkness and not the light. So that is their problem, not yours. Oh my gosh, that is such a staggering difference. 20,000 versus 7,000. I can see it though. I can. (laughs) (laughs) So Khalifa, what is something that people misunderstand about you? Um, Misunderstand. Um, I would say that sometimes people think that that I don't have bad days because I think that sometimes you can come off or I can come off like a, a strong woman or because I'm black as well people will be like oh you need to be a strong black woman and you know stuff like that and I'm just like there are days whereby I just want to be in my pajamas and cry and not, not that anything's even wrong but like yeah just the fact that you have to be this superwoman at all times um yeah, I think that they misunderstand that I want that you ca- you want to be vulnerable. You want to kind of have a cuddle with someone or, you know, have your foot rubbed. But yeah, I think that people just ultimately think that I'm strong at all times when in actual fact, yeah, I, I, I'm open and, trans- and transparent about the fact that I'm not always strong. I share it on my platform sometimes, but people still go to me as, oh, but Khalifa, you're strong. You, what would you do in this situation? I'm like, I ain't Jesus, honey. <laughs> Like, take it to God, you know? So I think people really misunderstand that. Now, do you think that that's some of unrealistic expectations, like even that we put on ourselves? Yes. I Yeah, I blame blame myself. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, I do the same. I do the same. (laughs) Yeah, I blame myself. And and in a way, I'm not going to lie, in a way, um, I don't know whether it's savior complex, because I think I place myself in situations whereby... I am the go-to person for certain things. And then when I am doing a thousand and one tasks, and then I'm upset, like, oh, I have no time for myself. But then I'm the one that's putting myself out there. That, oh, if you need anything, call me. If you're upset, call me. And then when I'm on the phone talking to counseling someone or, 
you know, driving here to pick up someone from the airport. And, you know, so I need to make myself accountable of, <laughs> of <laughs> some of the decisions I'm making, you know. So, yeah, that's that's a big misunderstanding. I don't have bad days. I cry. I cry as well. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, it's a, a big thing that's come apart about in the last two years with us working from home and stuff, seeing the other side of people and realizing not everybody has it all together all the time. And yeah, sometimes just putting that sign up, like, leave me alone today. I need a moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I do that even with my son. I'm like, mommy's having a bad day. Um, I don't want to take it out on you. Um, so I, I just need I need some me time. So I, 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 I'm, I'm open with my, with my kids. So he knows. He's, and even sometimes when I'm a bit grumpy, he's like, mommy, are you having, are you having a bad day? <laughs> so he's like, why don't you go upstairs? Go make yourself some tea. You see, I'm British, isn't it? So we drink tea. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So go make yourself some tea. But I'll, I'll let you in on a little secret. Yeah. I grew up in a British household. <laughs> Ooh, did you? My grandparents are very British. So they raised all four of their daughters. Very British. And I don't want to say if I'm the only one in the family who got it, but I drink my fair share of tea. Oh, I love it. I'm drinking one now. Yes. Chin chin. <laughs> tea and chocolate. My husband's oh. always, and then my daughter's picking it up. My husband's always like, she gets that from me. I'm like, I don't care. Somebody's oh, got to carry on the British in this yeah, family. Yeah, someone has to carry on down the family line. That's right. So last question I have for you then today is what is something I should have asked you that I didn't know enough to ask? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe my opinion of if women can really have it all oh that's a good one yeah um yeah because as when like because obviously my platform is a happy single moms po- um, podcast and when I do speak to to moms or women that are married they're like oh so so can you really work and have a run a business and have a podcast and raise your son and be part of the PTA and you know volunteer and you know can you really do it all and my answer to them is we can try and that's what I'm doing on a daily basis is is trying um yeah so that will be the one question I think you should have asked that you did yeah listen even as a married woman I want to try and have it all. And I don't (laughs) want to say it's impossible, but I enjoy my sleep. I want to spend time with my kids and we just try the best we can. So it doesn't matter what your marital situation is. All we can do is try at the end of the day. Yeah, definitely. Now, Khalifa, can you fill us in a little bit on your book? You briefly mentioned it, but did it just come out this year? Yes, it did. So basically, I wanted to create um, a journal. Um, it, the journal is called She Wrote It Down and Then It Happened. I'm a strong believer in writing things down. Um, throughout my pregnancy, when I was alone, I was journaling and I kept all the journals because it kind of made me see my mental state at that time. And I was a sad girl. So, <laughs> so it made me see who I was then. So and I strongly believe in with my podcast, I wrote it down on a piece of paper that I'm going to have a podcast. It's going to be called this. This is the amount of downloads I want. And I know that people are really big on this like new age manifesting stuff. I'm not really big on that, but I ultimately believe that sometimes when you you write things down, you make yourself accountable when you see it on, on paper. And that's what I wanted the journal to kind of embody. Like she wrote it down and then it happened. So whatever it is you want to write in that journal, 
you know, even if you're going through a heartbreak right at the beginning of the page, I will get over him, you know, and just carry on seeing where you're going to go. So yeah, so that's what the journal is really about. And my baby helped me design the cover. So <laughs> that's so awesome. I can't wait until my kids are just a little bit older. Oh. They're starting to get things now, but they just have no, you know, my daughter's learning to write and things like that. So oh. her designing the cover of a book for me would be <laughs> something be so interesting cool. right now. Is your daughter lefty or righty? They're both right-handed. I'm a lefty, so I can't. Oh, my son's a lefty as well. Yeah. They didn't get it from me. I guess they take after their dad too yeah, much, which I see on a daily. But then I do things like post pictures of her. And my mom just sends me cute little messages. And she's like, she reminds me exactly of you when you were five. And that warms my heart. Because when I look at them, I'm like, these are not my kids. They don't look a thing like me. They don't act like me. <laughs> Oh, are you gonna have any more? Um, want to. My husband thinks I'm crazy, but <laughs> busy, right? We uh my daughter is five, my son's three and a half, so we didn't have a very big gap between them. So life is a little hectic now, but we're so we're slowly starting to get at it. They'll both be at school in the fall, so life will slow down a little bit for us. But it's so cool that they've got each other. I love it. That's awesome. Absolutely. That's what I tell my daughter all the time. She's like, I hate him. Can you just make him go away? And I'm like, you know what? One day he's going to be your best friend in the whole entire world because that's my brother to me. We're 18 months apart and he is the first person I call about anything, even living in two separate countries now. And, and uh, she'll get it one day. It took me yeah, time. Yeah, she will. She will. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I've got siblings as well. And yeah, you fight like cat and dogs when you're younger. And yeah, when, yeah, when you're older, you're like, you're just like bread and butter. It's just, it's awesome. But I think ultimately, when you do fight with your siblings, well, like I say my growing up with siblings is like um, training ground. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. <laughs> growing up with siblings is like training ground. So when I would go to school and stuff, I, I didn't care really fighting because I was already fighting with my brother at home. So I was, I was ready. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, it's awesome that they've got each other. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely. Well, Khalifa, it has been amazing talking you to talking to you today as I trip over my tongue there. Um, again, everybody, Khalifa's information will be up on the site. You can check out her book. I have a very quick Google of it. There's actually a link on her page as well. Pulls it up on Amazon. So if you're like me, you know, Amazon Prime, it's there in a couple of days. And don't forget to check out her podcast. It's on Apple and Spotify. Now, do you do new episodes weekly or monthly? Yes, weekly episodes, guys. All right. Well, uh, again, all her information will be there. And you can certainly find her at the Happy Single Mom podcast on Instagram. Have a great day, everyone. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Sarah, for having me. Thank you all so much for tuning in this week. Feel free to send us any of your questions, comments, concerns. Let's get creative. Throw me some good questions for some upcoming podcasts. I want to know what you want to know. So nothing is off limits. Feel free to message us through our sites and hope you enjoyed enough to tune in again next week.